every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. 721, Dr. Johan Serfentein is a member of the Free Market Foundation's Healthcare Policy Unit. And he's of the view that the looming NHI disaster would uh, dwarf ESCOM. And the only way to fix the public health system is to introduce uh, competent management at all levels. And this would mean getting rid of entrenched union members. Dr. Serfentein, thank you so much for your time this morning. Let's talk about why you believe that NHR is going to be the bigger crisis than the already big crisis that we currently have on our hands in the form of ESCOM. Um, NHI, if you look at the numbers involved, is going to be twice the size of ESCOM. Now, if, if the government is unable to manage ESCOM and they need to bake it up into three parts to make it a, a viable um, and manageable entity, then NHI at double the size is going to be a, a double the problem there. Um, so it's a big problem. And I mean, you can only look at the current government institutions that are compensating in this way and you're looking at the compensation fund, you're looking at uh, the road accident fund. I mean, those are both in absolute chaos. And of course, SASA is the third one. Mm. So this would be bigger than SASA as well. Um, and yet, you know, every government institution that's got to pay out money in large amounts is a total mess. So thinking that NHI is going to be anything different is, is really ludicrous. Some of the critics that came out last year with regards to NHI were talking about the cost and how services will actually be rendered from that NHI context. We had the recent launch of the Presidential Health Summit report. Is that even adding more, I suppose, uncertainty around this entire debate on the NHI? I think that the the idea behind the Presidential Health Summit was initially that uh, they would be looking at concrete ways to fix the public health sector, which is a much needed step if you want to implement NHI. And yet that also turned into kind of a lobbying action for NHI itself, which was not uh, what it was supposed to be. And yet it was used as a platform to push that agenda. Mm. So, so yes, the public health system definitely needs to be fixed and it needs to, to happen quite urgently because uh, the NHI fund will not be able to contract with any healthcare facility if they don't comply with the norms and standards of the Office of Health Standards Compliance. So at the moment, uh, in the last inspections, you had six out of uh, 696 facilities that actually complied with these norms and standards. Mm -hmm. If you expand that to the rest of the health sector, you're probably looking at 30 or 40 facilities. Mm -hmm. And and obviously, you can't render services if you've got 40 facilities that qualify with the necessary norms and standards. So as much as everybody's saying we need to implement NHI, you need to fix the public health sector first. And of course, the question is, if the aim of NHI is to provide access, free access to quality healthcare services, and you and you sort out the quality in the public sector, then actually you've already achieved universal health coverage in having free access to quality health services. Mm. In terms of the research you may have done, when you look at NHL uh, as a whole, perhaps in other countries where it has been implemented, um, is there, I suppose, a, a method that works? And in which countries are those? You, you have to look at the the specific unique situation in South Africa. There's there's not a lot of countries that has a pure single-payer model. Canada would be one of them. Canada is massively expensive. Taiwan is another one, and South Korea, and in Taiwan, and, so, and then Estonia, of course. Estonia's got massive waiting periods. In Taiwan and South Korea, there's a lot of co-payments. So you're looking at, at annual co-payments for those people of up to sort of $2,000 a year that they pay out of their pockets anyway. And that's besides the fact that 80% of the population there 
are busy paying taxes. Mm. So it, it really, it's difficult to comprehend that in South Africa, where you currently have more people paying for their own private medical schemes, that you want to reduce the number of payers to the taxpayers, which is, which is less than that, and think that they can afford this system. If you look at what happened in Ireland, in 2011, they published the NHI white paper there. Mm. They wanted to implement it. Four years later, they did a costing and they realized that they couldn't do it then or ever. And they scrapped the system and they looked at a solution that fit them. Now, in South Africa, when we ask what it's going to cost, the minister says, it doesn't matter. We need to do it. But in the end, mm. you, cannot, you cannot work on that premise. It's a major policy shift. And the same document he refers to when he says, uh, it's not prudent to do a costing because it can keep changing. It also says if it's a major policy shift, you do need to do a costing. And we, we're not getting to that. And I think the moment we get to that, we'll realize we need to make another plan. Mm. On the case of uh, unions, I suppose whenever we have policy shifts or we, we're trying to do something with, um, I suppose, big entities like ESCOM, there'll always be backlash. Do you get the sense that we are having a seamless conversation where the message is being trickled down properly when it comes to unions and how do we fix that so everybody's around the table be it ESCOM, be it the NHI or various any other policies that we're trying to implement? Well strangely enough Kusatu is very supportive of NHI when in fact I think the average Kusatu member is is not going to be as supportive of NHI because they currently have access to to the private system through their through their medical scheme um, and that is going to change, obviously, in the NHI environment. So, so it's quite strange, um, especially taking into consideration that the, the nature of how NHI is going to be established is necessarily going to mean that there are going to be job losses in the provincial health departments. There's mm. going to be job losses um, at national health department. Um, and then, of course, in all of the hospitals that don't qualify to contract the NHI, there isn't going to be an income stream for them, and those people are going to lose their jobs. So it's very strange that Kusatu is not pushing to fix the healthcare system at the moment because it is going to lead to job losses if you implement NHI. And I don't think that they've read the policy into to that extent that they realised it. You know, so. Um, it's odd because in ESCOM they're saying there wasn't enough um, consultation with everybody when they decided to break it up. And yet NHI, you find that there's been very little consultation. You know, the, the single the single payer model coming to that decision, you know, it's a strange decision because even the research provided by the Department of Health doesn't speak to the decision to have an, a single payer system. And one really has to as to look at the, the broader context in South Africa where we're currently sitting with, with rampant state capture. Mm. And you've got to wonder, in 2010, when this decision of a single-payer system was made, was it made in the interest of the country or was it made in the interest of external individuals? Mm. When it comes to the healthcare system, I mean, does Aaron Mutsualedi even have enough time between now and elections, which I don't think there is, and chances are when, if the ANC uh, wins the elections, he might be moved to a different department. So it'll still be a lot of movement around the, the health department, and we won't be able to fix at least some of the problems we've identified. From your perspective, what are some of the low-hanging fruit that whoever assumes that uh, particular department can tackle first before we even perhaps even go into more detail on NHI? I think one of the biggest problems is, is in fact, the management crisis. Mm. Um, that happens at all levels. If you look at the facilities, uh, what are the problems? There's a problem with cleanliness. There's a problem with staff attitude and things like that. If you have a company that's got a contract to clean your facility, and there is such a contract, somebody in your 
business needs to make sure that that company does their job. Mm. So if if there's a problem with cleanliness, it's purely somebody not doing their job to check up that the cleaning company is doing their job. So so that's not a money issue. That is purely a management issue. Mm. Um, and, and that needs to be sorted out. And unfortunately, it's, it's not just, uh, you know, it's at all levels. So uh, I don't know how one solves that problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, you know, in, in a short time. Um, but, you know, things like that is definitely something that you do need to look at. The, the whole logistics system, um, one needs to sort that out. And, and of course, the, the looming malpractice crisis as well that's, that's currently happening in the state where, where they're sitting with 80 billion rands worth of liabilities. If that carries on, you know, the NHI fund is going to start off with as, as much liability as, as they've got available in funding. Mm. So it, it creates a major problem in that sense as well. Dr. Serfentain, thank you so much for your time. That's uh, Dr. Johan Serfentain, who's from the Free Market Foundation's Healthcare Policy Unit. Time to have a look at news headlines.